0: Tiki Taka was Xavi and Iniesta tipping the ball back and forth. Galway are A lot further ahead than was at this. But was coming, as Ger said, are going to do damage in this championship. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate
1: shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Shawnee Johnson is with us. Shawnee, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, man. How are you? Um, we were saying and making the point that... Um, Cavan down in the Talton Cup is as big a game as there can be in the Talton Cup really because I think everybody expected one of these two teams to win it and they haven't managed to avoid each other uh, Might be um, they might both be regretting that but this is about as good as it gets for the Talton Cup
2: Yeah um, it is and I suppose from a Cavan perspective if you're going to get down, you're better getting them now in a in a, in a home quarter final. So, um, bringing them to breathley Park is, should be obviously be an advantage to Calvin, they've beaten them there already this year. Um, but, like, you'd expect this, if if the Talden Cup was, you know, really, really well uh, followed, you'd expect this to be a big crowd, but I think there was a very small crowd in Jorri in and park Esther for down and, and Longford, so I don't know how much of a, a crowd down are going to bring to it, but you know, as far as the Talton Cup goes, this is as good as it's going to get. They're, you're expecting one of the winners to come from this. Mead will obviously uh, have a say. I know they had pipped down there a week or two ago. I think the winners will come from this from this quarter final.
1: Tell me, is this has this been accepted as the be-all and end-all for Cavan inter-county football this year? Is Has it captured the imagination of football followers in Cavan?
2: No, I don't think it has. Um, I think there was a real, a real hope I know from, from speaking on the show before that Cabin would, would beat Armagh in the first round of the Championship in Brefney. I think Cabin followers thought that, you know, they're after winning Division 3, they had a reasonably, well, a very good second half performance against Fermanagh in the league final, that they would give Armagh a real game um, and, you know, uh, hope to get through that game and then you're looking at playing a downer, Donegal, and Donegal weren't going great at the time and, you know, Down ended up turning them over, so you'd be looking at down in the semi-final and a potential route to a to an Ulster final to get you in to compete for the Sam Maguire. So, um, but for the Cavan, you know, the Cavan set up this game is now huge because you know the, the big carrot of the Tattling Cup is that Calvin don't need to worry about about league status. Obviously, you're, you're they look to to go and have a really good Division Two next year and potentially get up to Division One, which is where they want to be. But this the carrot is like Westmead to get to get straight into the Sam Maguire next year and be playing against the big guns all the time
0: the uh, the down um set up is interesting as well and we were speaking during the week like conor Laverty and, and his assistant mickey donnelly were speaking about it uh the fringe players in the down panel essentially if you're not in the say first 18 19 sort of players they're being released back to their clubs in the last couple of weeks even to play you know 30 40 minutes of a game uh, what do you make of this it's it's it seems like common sense i suppose
2: I love it to be honest. Uh, you know, you look at yourself. You put yourself in that player's perspective. If you're 19 or 20, or even if you're 22, 23, and you're, you know, like the player, I always said, the player always knows. You, you know, you can have a, you can have an idea in your head or a really, really positive attitude. Oh, I might get game time. I might get game time. But at the end of the day, you know, most players are fairly realistic. They know where they where they're at in the grand scheme of things. To know if they're likely to get five minutes or 40 minutes or or no minutes. And I just think it's such a, a a good and novel idea by the down management because if you want an impact off the bench, you're far more likely to get it than from someone that's coming in more than likely with a little bit of confidence after playing decently with their club. Obviously, the standard of club football, the county football is is a a good bit different it's it's it certainly reduced so you're coming in off probably having a decent performance you're back playing with the people that you've you've grown up with you're coming in 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 better better attitude better uh you know just happier really because you know you the, the county setup if you're not playing can be really demanding on players physically and mentally Obviously, physically, it's difficult with the amount of training and so on. But even mentally, you know, you put yourself in an environment, a really high-performance environment. You want to get the best out of yourself. You want to be getting game time. And if you're not getting it, it can be—it can become really, really tough. So just being released back to the club to play X amount of minutes, it's, it's twofold. It's getting you that confidence. It's also getting you more game time. That means that if you're going to be asked to come in uh, to a real pressurized environment, you're, you're more likely to be more ready.
0: Presumably, as a player, you would have liked this whole setup. You know, games week to week, as opposed to training sessions. That seems to be the general consensus that players like matches. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, you know, it just the the fear on the Monday or the Tuesday night when you when you have a three week break is just you wake up at whatever time, seven in the morning until until you arrive to. The Breffni Park, or wherever you're just going off. Oh, what could this entail? This could be anything. If we have a three-week break, is there going to be running sessions? Or what are we going to be doing? So at least if you know week on week, you know it's going to be more ta- more tactical, more technical, working on skill set, working on on uh, position stuff, working on kickouts. It's not going to be too taxing on the body. So yeah, week on week is nice. But obviously, the downside of it is, boys, if you get if you get any type of niggle. Uh, you're potentially missing you know, if, you, you know, if you pull up there during the week you're potentially missing a, a full roof. if you pull a hamstring or something like that you're, it, it's hard to get back now
1: I was just looking back at the um, the result from the first round of the Ulster Championship that you were talking about the Cavan Armagh game it was back in April it feels like a different world it feels like the sport is different when the weather is good I've been talking a little bit about this over the last few months that like the competition starts in one season and it's finishing you know let's wait and see what the weather's like this weekend and over the next couple of weeks but it, it I'm hopeful that the bad football is over and the good football is about to begin
2: <laughs> you've your great optimism um yeah no look it is I, I think over it's been a lot of shadow boxing you can say over the last couple of weeks now you're coming into uh you know there's a lot of matches that are do or die in some of the group stages that people need results uh, there's still a place or two up for grabs in terms of preliminary quarterfinals. Um, you know, you're seeing some of the big teams not guaranteed to be in the top two, uh, which obviously second and third is a world of difference because, you know what I mean, if you're if you're finishing third in a group and you draw Kerry and Killarney, now obviously that duck has been broken by Mayo going down there, but it's a really, really tough draw. So you're hoping that with uh, improved conditions... Um, that you know turnovers would be less but you know that just means the teams are potentially going to sit in more and, and, and make teams try and break them down and that's what we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks so there's been a lot of possession based football uh, I don't see that it's going to change really just because the conditions have changed
1: OK um, in terms of the hierarchy of, of where teams are and how they're performing at the moment nobody has yet really laid down a marker and said we're the best team in the country by far or clearly. And uh, I think that's also a good thing in terms of there being a, a sense of us not knowing exactly what's going to happen. Whereas in previous years, we were basically pencilling Dublin plus one into an Ireland final and saying they're the only two teams who could, who could make it that far.
2: Absolutely. Like, I think that's great. You know what I mean? You, as you said, from let's go back to, okay, I think in 2012, Mayo beat Dublin in a semi-final. So from there... You know, you're looking at ten years where you're looking at Dublin nearly getting to every final. I know they got pipped last year, but it's novel, it's new. There's a lot of teams with 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 new hope. Like you're looking at Galway, seem to have their ship really well in order at the minute. They're probably looking the most likely. Mayo went to Kerry and won. Kerry aren't going well, but they're you know they're they're going to come back with a kick to win this weekend. They'll have a home quarter final. Expect them to be in the semi final then. Uh, Tyrone had a good win against Armagh. Armagh will still see themselves as contenders if they can get something out of this weekend, which would be tough for them. But they're they're more than likely still going to be in a quarter final. They could end up going to Killarney. So I think over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see a lot of the heavyweights coming against each other in a heavyweight environment where if you get knocked out, you're gone. Where over the last couple of weeks, you had a couple of heavyweights, but they, they knew they had you know uh, a rematch clause or whatever you want to call, call it that they had another opportunity of. Of getting uh of getting back into the fold, so that's why it makes it exciting. The next whatever five six weeks, there's going to be some big heavyweight battles.
0: I think you called when we, at the start of the the championship when we had John Shawnee, You called Mayo, wasn't it, to win the All Ireland and, and like, I suppose they haven't done much to to dissuade you since. Like the the Kerry performance was brilliant and the live game, as Tommy was saying yesterday, the power rankings, you know, if Louth haven't scored that one one in, in injury time. They win mm-hmm. that game by four or five points and that's it. Um. Do you still stand by Mayo for the All-Ireland?
2: Oh, well, I kind of have to, yeah. And they're, they're looking strong. And when you look at the Mayo bench, like it was the same against Kerry. I think they brought on Durkin, they brought on Hessian, they brought on Phil McDonough, they brought on Tommy Conroy. So they're doing probably what they haven't done before, where they're kind of holding these boys in reserve and going, OK, with 20, 25 minutes to go, we're going to bring on real power, real pace in Conroy, Hessian, Durkin. Uh, Fionn McDonough can play can kick a point I think he kicked a point when he came on the last day as well so they're they're doing what all the best teams that have won all and you look at the Dublins were they were able to introduce people off the bench that are going to make a difference now I, I don't know Kevin McStay will only notice how, you know we're not privy to what's going on in Mayo training maybe these boys aren't performing well enough to start who knows but they're they're definitely household names in terms of Conroy Durkin especially Hessian's a really good player you know we saw that goal that he scored in the in the, in the league this year he's really really high skill set and he's a good defender he's a good man marker as well so they have real options off the bench now which gives them a real chance
0: Strength and depth is, is, is a crucial thing Shawnee, isn't it like t- we were making the point yesterday like you know say Derry lose a Shane McGuigan to injury touch wood and then what, they're gone then they're like, and, and Armagh could be something similar maybe with Ryan O'Neill um, like you look around and you try and find a team that actually wouldn't suffer with a big injury or two there aren't many but Galway have more strength and depth for example this year than they had last
2: well they do because they have Burke back and they have Peter Coop back and then Tierney's the young lad who's who's really really good player and then you're adding in Walsh and I think Comer came off the bench the other day and kicked three points and he's obviously a big player for them so there's five or six really, really, really good players straight away. And then they brought on Tom O'Callahan, who's a good player as well. So they have real depth, and that's only in the attacking sense. So, you know, you look at it's like anything, you mentioned Derry there, but at the minute, if you mention Kerry and you take Clifford out, they're going to really struggle as well. If you mention Dublin and you take O'Callaghan out, they're going to struggle as well. So there's there's a couple of really key players that you need to keep fit. You know, Mayo have them too, Galway have them as well, that if you're down them, you you know it, things are going to be a lot harder for you, but I just see with the likes of Mayo and Galway and Galway in particular and I, they have such strength and depth. Like Comer's like such a key player to them. To go to Westmead, uh, not in a must-win game, but knowing that Westmead had a good performance the week before, and to bring Comer off the bench and he kicks three points. So Shane Walsh only kicked a point from play. So if you're if you're looking at Westmead and you're seeing that you're really really happy, if you're given that before the game, you take their hand off, uh, and then goal would just have difference makers on the bench at the minute, which is probably... It's its definitely going to have a big uh, a big effect later on down the line, you'd imagine.
1: Uh, news coming through in the last hour that, as it stands, Rean O'Neill has had his uh, appeal against his red card uh, turned down. Now, I think mm-hmm. they can still go further. I don't know which stage that was at, but the right. decision to enforce the one-match suspension was upheld, according to Belfast Telegraph. So... um Armagh haven't clicked and they're they're desperately looking for a performance out of nowhere and not having Rean O'Neill is not going to help them No
2: it's definitely not I, I'm looking at them early on in the year when they were out Rean O'Neill they didn't have him in Breffney Park he came on he made that goal line clearance um, but yeah he's a loss to them you know And I, I, he's a loss to them from dead balls as well because Armagh are, are, are struggling really to, to score a huge amount you know he, they kicked 11 points against Tyrone they were pretty poor up front against Westmead. They got that goal from Turbot. Turbot started the year like a house on fire. I think they need to stick with Turbot, to be honest, because he has quality. Um, but the thing is, they missed a couple of really easy frees when Reardon wasn't on the field against Cerrone. And honestly, if you're not scoring that much, you have to find different ways to score. Whether that be utilizing the mark or utilizing. Freeze and winning freeze at say the 45 meter line or 42 or 41 meters out and having a really, really established free taker who you know is going to kick 80% of those 45 meter meter freeze. And that is Ray and O'Neill and that gives you a chance in matches where if you're struggling to score and you're winning these freeze and then you're missing them, it just drains the energy out of teams. Um, look, they're going to give Galway a game. Are they good enough to beat Galway? Like they've played twice over the last year and both games have been extremely, extremely tight. So they're not, they'll not be much in it. but you, look at, you just look at the mindset of the two teams going in. Galway are probably on a crest of a wave. Connacht champions, one or two games. Um, what does that do to their mindset? Yes, they're going in full of confidence. I, I'm thinking Galway are already true. Um, but they'll, you know, they'll want to top the group just to give them that extra week off. Armagh are going to have to come out all guns blazing. But it's just whether they can score enough to beat Galway.
1: Okay. The last thing I wanted to ask you about was the, the other group, uh, Dublin, Sligo, Roscommon and Kildare basically yeah. Roscommon need to beat Kildare uh, well to stay uh, to give themselves a, a good uh, chance of, of finishing top realistically you'd expect Dublin to beat Sligo by enough for that match um, in that match for them to finish top but it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that Roscommon do Kildare in this game is it?
2: No but I, I think Roscommon are a point ahead of Dublin at the minute scoring wise um but, Kildare right. have to win. like Kildare uh, have to get something out of this game. But the big thing now is for Kildare and Sligo, you have a decision to make if you're Tony McEntee. Like let, Let's be realistic. Oh, you're, we're, I'm all for optimism and anything can happen, but Sligo are not going to beat Dublin. Now it's can Sligo contain Dublin in the hope that Roscommon outscore Kildare by... Six, seven, eight points, and it's whether Sligo can make a seventy-minute game into where the ball is on the field for seventy minutes into where the ball is on the field for forty-two, forty-three minutes, where you know they're trying to make things as slow as possible, contain Dublin, slow the game down exactly like Broscom did. If they get possession, trying to keep it for as long as possible, so that Dublin don't have the ball in their hand. Now it's going to be difficult for them, and to have quality up front, Sligo. That's my worry for Sligo. Is that they they love to play, so they have uh, Carabine, they have Murphy, they have. Uh, uh, Patrick O'Connor, Alan Riley come in and kick one three the last day, but they're going to need to be so tight defensively, and that's one thing that they're that they're not really. Um, but it's a bit. It, it, this is a big game for for all four because, like, I I do feel getting that extra week allows bodies to come back. Like Dublin will want to top the group. I think Costello missed the last day with an ankle injury. You know, having that extra week is big for him. But it's also going to be big for Roscommon because you don't know what you're going to pull out of the hat with a third place team so you could get a really tough draw now I know if Roscommon finish second they'll be in the hide and they'll be confident of beating anyone there but you could still get a really sticky draw so topping the group is is very very important uh,
1: Realistically who do you expect to, to finish top of this group?
2: Well, I expect Dublin to do enough to like to, Roscommon beat Sligo by 10 I know it was tied at half time but if Sligo come and play we've seen what happens if you try and come and play against Dublin with Loud uh, now, obviously, I think it's in O'Connor Park, which is different to Crow Park, but you're expecting Dublin to win by 10-plus. Uh, are Roscommon going to do that to Kildare? Kildare know they need to get something out of the game uh, to get through. And, and look, going into the last game, you'd probably, Kildare were probably expecting that they'd be more or less true in the knowledge that Dublin had Sligo in the last game and they didn't do their job in the first game to get over Sligo and fair play to Sligo. I think they kicked the last two or three points in that game. But I expect Dublin to top the group us Common to be second and I think from there we'll probably get through in scoring difference.
1: Because they're having pretty um, difficult to find the exact word apart from disappointing in terms of how they've progressed this season because there's been patches of good play there's been moments in games where it looks like they've got a style and a bit of identity forming and then the next game they go out and, and don't do anything like it or even within the same match in the second half of matches in a Sligo game in particular um, so, what? Where? What's your assessment of where they are at the moment in their in their ev- evolution?
2: Really hard to put your finger on it, isn't it? Like you look at the Dublin game and you go, Ooh. you know, this is a group that are are all in, really. You know, such a which is what you expect. You know, a really committed, uh, passionate, well organized, really put Dublin to the pin of their collars and, and look like winning the game with with ten minutes to go. And then you're just going, okay. First round of the, of the All Ireland series. Okay, we're away. That's fine. It's a difficult enough environment to go to Markovich Park, but just get in and get out of there with a win. And you're nearly guaranteed a place in the, in the preliminary quarterfinals. And they didn't do that. And then you go and play Dublin again and, you know, it's a nine point it's very comprehensive really you know it's not there's games where Dublin you, you can keep them to 3-4 and then they'll pull away it didn't really feel like that it looked like Dublin were in fairly good enough control and I know Cluxon pulled off a really good serve, save at once it, from, from Dara Kerwin that could have tightened the gap a bit but yeah they're they're unknown really at, at the minute like I, I think if you're if you're honest and you're the other teams and they get through you're looking to pull them out of the draw in the quarter final. that's where they're at really
0: yeah are there any teams, finally, Sean, for me, just beyond that realm of teams we usually speak about, we spoke about Roscommon there, but you think of 2010, and we spoke about the, the madness of the 2010 All-Ireland there yesterday, and Cork and Down getting all the way to a final. Mm-hmm. Like, Could the likes of Cork or Roscommon or Derry, say to Monaghan, um, be in serious contention here if they, can, if they can build up a little bit of steam? Yeah,
2: I don't think they're... Well, well yeah, Derry, uh, I've said, uh, have a real chance. And, and Derry, that hasn't... I don't think they're as good now, and I don't think they're going to be as good, but they're still, they still haven't lost. So they looked under under pressure against Monaghan to pull that out. You know, they they had a good win in Donegal, which is no matter how Donegal are going, it's still not an easy place to go. Uh, they're going to be defensively sound. They're going to get goals still because of of the way they play. And if they don't get goals, they're probably going to struggle. So they're, they're still there. Like Cork, to me, Cork can trouble anyone like we saw last weekend. You know, that decision with the powder decision, I, I'm still looking at it a, a couple of times Uh yeah, I think Ganey has a has a run at him and kind of goes into him. It, it, it's a harsh enough call. So, you know, they're putting Kerry to the pin of their collar. Are Kerry going well at the minute? No, but Kerry are definitely All Ireland contenders. So Cork Cork can cause teams trouble because they can score uh, and they can kick from distance and they're they believe in themselves too, which is a which is a massive a massive factor. And if they can keep powder fit uh, and hurley fit, then they'll cause people trouble. But you're still looking at I think it's gone from the last 10 years. There was only two, two, three teams maybe to can win the All-Ireland. Now you're probably looking at five or six, which is definitely a, a greater, but I don't see anyone really coming out of the pack to win it. They might beat someone in a one-off game, but I can't see them winning three one-off, three three games to win the All-Ireland.
1: Yeah. All right, Sean, we leave it there. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Great to have you with us. Thanks very much, man. Enjoy your day. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.